Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions. Uh, this week I'm joined by Belgium's Turpentine Valley. I'm a big fan of these guys as well. I'm a big fan of Belgian music it seems. But these guys play a real heavy style of post-metal that's sort of laced with layers of doom and sludge and hugely atmospheric stuff. So everyone can I welcome Ruel, Christoph, and Thomas to the show. Lads, you're very welcome. Hi, Bernard. Great to see you, finally. I know we've been trying to plan this for a few weeks, Ruel. We've been up and down and messages and emails and the whole lot. Took a lot of planning, but we're, we're happy to see you. Here we go. We got it done. We got it done. So that's how are things with you all anyway? How is rehearsals going? As we can see, that's where you are. Yeah, we're at our rehearsal room now, uh, practicing for uh, our next gig, which is the Dunk Festival. The big one. The big one. Yeah, indeed, it's a big one. Uh, is, is, is this as big a, a show as you will have had in your time? As this, yeah, it's the first time we play a, a big festival. Um, we were supposed to to play it already That's two right. years ago, yeah. and then Corona hit, of course. Uh-huh. And then, then I don't know if you ever saw that video, but as a joke, and um, we listened to the online dunk festival, and we recorded a 30-second video where we played kids' guitars and kids' drums. <laughs> I didn't see that, no, I didn't. Uh, oh, yeah. At our own forest stage. We had, uh, we had our own forest stage here at home. <laughs> I'd have to check that. Is it still out there, is it? Can it be found? Can that video be found? Yeah. <laughs> that was great, but uh, we, we, we are really looking forward to the real stuff, of course, uh, within a few days. <laughs> would, would you have the balls to bring those guitars and those drums onto the stage at Dunk? Uh, we don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, lads, look, it's been a mad couple of years, isn't it? obviously between, as you say, COVID hitting in between your two albums, you know, you had Etched. That was released just before COVID hit. And now you've come on the other side with... Alder, so tell me the album Alder, how has it been received? Obviously, well received, I'd assume. Like, yeah, yeah, we had some really great, uh, great feedback on the album so far, and that was something that we really appreciated because we, we actually we didn't have a real clue what to think people mm. should expect or, or people should think about it because mm. we wrote it uh, kind of a, a totally different way the the way we were used to. Okay. Uh, before Alder, we used to uh, uh, jam, jam together, and songs came out of that jam sessions yeah. mostly. Okay. Uh, but this time, yeah, there was like COVID, we couldn't rehearse together, so we wrote our own parts online, or I sent them through, uh, uh, build up, uh, build up each other uh, as we as we uh, emailed back and okay. forth. Yeah. So yeah. that was a really different way of working for us which was uh, really exciting to see what the result could give we didn't for example we didn't uh, play the songs together for a long time we only mm-hmm. played them well uh, uh, at the moment we started pre-production yeah i guess okay but we hadn't played them before so that was really uh, yeah. a strange uh, strange thing for us joe i just think as you were speaking there it must be it must be a bit of a buzz too i suppose when you're not playing together and you're not rehearsing together that a guy has an idea and he puts it to the rest of the, the other two and online and you're saying, fuck it, that sounds class. You know, <laughs> something that doesn't happen like you'd normally expect to happen at a, at a jamming session, you know? It's, uh, a, it's totally different writing a song at a computer yeah. than doing it live. You, you, get, yeah. you get other ideas and you try stranger things just because mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then when you try to play it live, it's like, oh, hmm, that doesn't <laughs> work that good. <laughs> <laughs> or it worked good or... 
I can't play that. You stupid. I used to spell that all the time. <laughs> yeah, then you put drums on on the, on the guitar line and you create it, and then can you play that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Exactly. No. No. Next track. Next track. Yeah. But that, that makes that makes you feel a bit I, I won't say anxious but a bit eager to know what it, what it what the result will be exactly, because you don't exactly. have the, the, this life feeling you don't have this volume coming up yeah yeah and are you, are you are the three of you living very far away from each other no not at all not they, at all. they live uh, one street apart okay um, I so, live twenty kilometers farther so that's not. Okay, so COVID, like you're taking the piss a bit there, it wasn't very good. Belgium isn't there. You could have actually met and played on the street together we, in between we, poses. Yeah. <laughs> we could play outside, but it was a bit loud. So uh, <laughs> we decided not to do so. But if, if, in fact, as soon as we could, there were restrictions till the moment that everyone could have one extra contact apart yeah. from the family. So we decided we were each other's extra contacts. <laughs> you were you were never so close. Were you? <laughs> so lads, uh, can I get before we even go into the albums or before we even talk about Alder and even Itch, the band name itself? Tell me where it came from and where, uh, whose idea was it, or what? Just some random words. random words. Since since we are all three big fans of Russian circles, um, yeah. We couldn't use American uh, American triangles, so that, that was, was going to be too <laughs> um, No, just put some words together, and yeah, we, we actually uh, thought about uh, names that weren't used before. What we never did uh, with uh, previous bands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when it sounded good, it sounded good, but there were like twenty other bands who uh, who called the same way. So uh, exactly. now we really, really uh, try to sure, make sure we were ha we had something unique. And it is unique, you know. As I, I spoke about this to somebody else recently, like, and you wonder yeah. why some bands pick a name because you go on to Bandcamp, as I said, and you pick, you put in their band name, and there's fucking twenty come down on a list, and you're wondering, Jesus, which is the band I listen to? Yeah, that's, that's... But, but Turpentine Valley, even people I meet who wouldn't be into the music scene, even not even to mind the post scene, and they're saying Turpentine Valley, fuck a great name, great name, yeah. and it is, it's something really stands out you know so if we go back to Etch that's the first album is that the first thing you've released together as a group or had you any demos or anything put before that as, as, a, as a group that's, that's the first we first released it as a, as a demo tape okay. with one less than on the on the album yeah um, and we, we just at first we, we sold them but at a certain moment we were like no we're just going gonna go to important shows and hand out those tapes to people who listen to that kind of music. I get you. We were at the, we were at the, at the Dunk Dunk uh, show. Yeah, with, with we Celestial were, Wolves and Hester. Yeah. And we were at, yeah. the, at the entrance handing out tapes, and like a few months ago, there was still one person at the show who told, "Hey, you were the guys handing out tapes at shows." Okay, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> that's the hard work, and that's the hard graft, isn't it? That's yeah. what you have to do, like. Yeah, but we were yeah we were totally new in in this genre because we yeah we, we played together for like half a lifetime. But in in punk rock bands, hardcore bands since our youth, so mm -hmm. this was something completely new for us. We didn't know there was such community around it, such a, 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 a fan base. Um, yeah. So it was all new for us, but it was very exciting to to get to learn all of this. 
And, you know, you're echoing some, a lot of the stuff that Tim from Amsterdam was telling me two weeks ago. Like, you know, you all started from this punk and hardcore scene. That was and, funny because I, I listened to the show with Tim and I had yeah. something like, hey, that's the same story like, like ours. That's so, my story for two weeks. That's my story. <laughs> he was first. <laughs> like, I guess Tim is a little, a little longer than us uh, already in, in, in this, or was already in this yeah. hardcore and punk rock scene. But as we that's played that's first time with Astadan, for example, uh-huh. uh, we met Bert, guitar player, and we are like, hey, we know each other. Okay, yeah, we met 20 years ago at the punk rock show of your band, and so we were playing as well. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> but that's like, great. It's a small world, like, isn't it? I mean, uh, you know, how, how you both end up on the dump, on the dump roster, like, you know, both bands. They all evolve. Right? Yeah. Don't exactly. get stuck in, in that same genre, but they move, move on to other things while yeah. still liking songs and the, the, the genre that, that we were used to be yeah. used to in or uh, used to listen to. So, briefly speak, what bands were you in before, lads? What type of um, groups or type bands. of style of music? Yeah, not, not, uh, Too not, many to mention? Yeah, quite a few, quite a few punk rock, street punk bands, uh, old school hardcore uh, bands. Metalcore metal bands, um, youth crew style bands. Uh, okay. They, loved them. they played together since they were 16. I was in another type of band. Um, that's also a funny story that I that I like to mention. Yeah. They were in a punk rock band where they drank a lot, <laughs> and and I was in a metalcore band where I, I'm still I'm still straight edge, so no no drugs, <laughs> no no drinking, no smoking, and it was opposing band. So when when we played together on shows, it's like ugh, oh, we <laughs> were stupid again, drunkards, drunkards, <laughs> yeah. And then on a certain moment, I think 2003. Um, mm-hmm. Another band was formed, and okay. then we, we got connected together. and yeah. got together. Um, it was something like in the style of Rise Against, okay. stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then that faded out, and then at a certain point, uh, Christophe and Rue decided to start another band together, and they contacted okay. me again, and it was, we, do you want to do an instrumental band? Okay. The, the what? <laughs> <laughs> drinking beers. <laughs> I know. Ice tea. Ice tea. Ice tea, is it? it it's, the, it's the color of beer, so I, look, I, I wouldn't have known any different. <laughs> that's, in, that's interesting. So, lads, I mean, the Turpentine Valley as a, as a band, so coming together, it was a decision, was it? It was a conscious decision to make an instrumental band. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, that, that was the plan. Definitely. Yeah, because uh, we, uh, we wanted to do something completely different, first mm-hmm. of all. We're like Thomas said. We're huge fans of Russian circles. It yeah. was a, we were at that, di- at that time starting to discover a bit, yeah. and um, I, di- I didn't hear it mm-hmm. until they handed yeah. me over that uh, memorial am- album. Okay, and then uh, it was something that struck me so. I mean, personally, but I think the other guys as well. That struck me so hard that uh, I, that was like something I never had be- heard before, and, and uh, I wanted to at least try myself to make something that. Okay. comes a bit close to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it was for me uh, a, a very like uh, like challenge, a challenge mm-hmm. to, to do something instrumental because to have something that keeps it interesting. Okay. But for me, it was a great challenge to try and make something interesting enough for let's say seven minutes without someone mm-hmm. taking all the attention to a. a to a text, to a singing line, to a performance yeah. on stage. Just wanted bass, drums, guitars, 
and let's see how far we get with this. But we never thought it would come this far. <laughs> there you go, lads. It, it worked. Like, I mean, the album Etch in itself, like, was, was that, were the, were the tracks in your head already before you even got together? Had you the idea where that, that album was going? Obviously, yeah. the case of get together and before, start from scratch. Yeah, yeah, let's start from scratch. And, and I think the first two songs that we did, we threw away because okay. we tried too hard to do things or yeah. uh, not too, too much uh, influences from previous bands and like, no, no. And then we and started then, to, to, to look for sounds. Yeah, yeah, gradually evolved and yeah. then this, the songs of Edge. Yeah. Were, we, we worked for about, I think, three years on those first songs. Uh, okay. I, that came out, out on the demo, ta- demo tape Thomas told about. Mm-hmm. And that was actually something we didn't have a clue what genre we were playing, who would ever be able to like this, uh, yeah. what, in, what, in what style or subgenre of, of metal this would come. We even didn't got a clue we were playing metal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, something that's something that I find very hard to deal with because so many bands come on and you're saying, you don't want to categorize them or put them into any specific genre. But I suppose when I introduce a band, I have to give people some idea of where their music is going. Like, so, but like you said, etch, it, it covers everything. I mean, there's, as I said, there's sludgy parts, there's heavy doom, loaded with atmosphere, dense, quiet parts, you know? So you sort of ticked a lot of boxes. So who was going to your gigs initially from day one, you know, when, when etch came out and you were doing a few shows, First of all, there were uh, a lot of people we knew and who were curious. They saw we stuck together again yeah, after yeah. a while and were curious the, 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 uh, in the music we played. Okay. Uh, but you, you saw very quickly that we were uh, introducing in a, in a sort of a scene, if you can call it still that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's a word for 20 years ago, but still I'll, I'd like to call it that way because that, that's a real real community, I guess, like yeah. dunk, dunk bands, dunk family. That's yeah. really something that is very, very close to each other. Mm-hmm. People check out each other, ba- each other's bands. There's yeah. no like r- rivalry in between bands. Uh, uh, there's great. a very, very humble uh, uh, feeling in between. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was something that we, we, we felt that was right for yeah. something we, we, we liked. And then Hester, yeah. a band where, where we knew some people who played in there and they were signed to Dunk Records. And then mm-hmm. we were like, oh, we're going to check this out, this label. Well, they also have a festival. Oh, it's kind of the music that we play. Yeah. Mm, let's let's make some contact with, uh, with them to see what they think. And then we started recording three new songs we had. Yeah. Every step of the way, Rule started bugging what? Hey, we did that. We did that. We finished. We finished. <laughs> with the, 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 the sinister, um, maybe you're interested. Um, yeah. We're going to come, ho- come over and have a chat with you, uh, maybe to, to um, press, press, our, press our, our own records. Um, and then when we were there, what was like, I want to release the, the first demo tape with an extra song. Wow. Uh, we, we were looking at each other. Re- really? <laughs> um, well, it was the first time we, we ever got signed and Brilliant. someone released our, our music. But what a signing, Thomas, like, I mean, you know, t- t- to get done to press your first album, like, I mean, it's... Yes, that, was, that was great. We, uh, we immediately uh, uh, went to the first bar. We, we passed <laughs> over here. 
that was drunk records. <laughs> I knew that had to come in somewhere. Someone was yeah. going to say it. <laughs> but, but actually, that's a funny thing. Uh, it's only afterwards we, uh, we heard for the first time someone call us a post-metal band. We did, like I said, we didn't have, have a clue. We just yeah. played what we liked and just played what we felt was right. And we played the music. Yeah, we have a nice feeling for it. And then that, that was, that was, there was the label. <laughs> and, and, what, and what did you but, make yeah. of the fact that people were calling it post-metal? Did, did it bother you? Did it... Not at all. I'm not, a I'm not a huge fan of those categorizing... Exactly, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot, of, a lot more in our music than just this post-metal. Like mm -hmm. you said, there's sludge influences, doom influences, post-rock influences, yeah, even yeah. hardcore influences, I guess. There is. I mean, that's what's happening with a lot of bands, isn't it? Everyone you can't categorize anyone anymore. But I understand, I understand people do this. When I was 16, I was buying my first CDs. I, I, I also checked out the, the genres and checked only this, this, this kind exactly. of... Exactly. We've all done it, yeah. We've all done it. I mean, even go back there Ruth, to your, your time of that you were mad about um, Russian circles, for instance. I mean, what would you have classed them as back then when you were listening to them? Uh, for me, the, the, the name came up from a, a singer I was playing with uh, in another band. And I didn't associate this person with metal yes. or okay. post-metal. This was a... a a rock and roll guy. Uh, I know he, he was into Amin Ra and he was into uh, very hard, hard rocking bands, mm -hmm. but he kept on talking about it. <laughs> I just had to check it out. And uh, still then, I didn't have a clue of which genre this or, or which other bands this could, could be. Could, could be. And then, then he started growing his hair, wearing, wearing mostly black, so he became a total metal guy. <laughs> I was a punk rock kid till then, <laughs> but that was that was a great uh, experience to to get to know even when you're 40 years old to get mm -hmm. to know a total new world of music. Yeah, which yeah. you weren't aware of. That's that's fantastic. It's something fresh and different, isn't it? Because yeah. I think again, speaking to lads over the last few weeks, there is a stage for everybody where you get a little bit sick of the scene and you get a bit sick of a certain style of music. You you need a break from it, or you need something new to. To, you know, to fall into like and it all just happened for at the right time really like didn't it because Edge came out of it all like that's what happened and that's what's after catapulting he lads into the into the scene it's, it's mad yeah yeah and that was great with Edge uh, as soon as the album got released by Dunk we we got to know which impact that had on us in terms of playing shows in terms yeah. of getting noticed in terms of uh, by people buying the album uh, through our band camp or through the label that was a huge step upwards for us yeah yeah and tell me looking back at it you know when you listen to it are you still happy with what you put down because you said it goes back years doesn't it, it goes back yeah. to a demo like yeah no very happy with that release uh, okay it may be stupid to say does the song Trauma on it is still our favorite song even when we released a new album yeah. that's still our favorite song yeah yeah. it was the first time in our career uh -huh. that a unique sound yeah our own sound I get you yeah and we, we just played this uh, show uh, this weekend and that was for me that's still the, the, the best compliment to get is that people say you have a unique sound or you, you have your own sound mm -hmm. for me I don't matter which label they how they leave us, exactly, yeah. or rock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They say you have a, a sound that we have never heard before. That's for me very important. Mm -hmm. It is actually. And that was with Edge, something we heard, heard a lot from people. Whoa, this is something uh, that stands out of the rest. 
where you have a lot of bands sounding a bit same, using same sounds, using same soundscapes or something. And, and yeah. it was something we definitely didn't want it to do was to copy any of them. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to create our own sound. And in the first place, we had to be, uh, we had to be satisfied with the songs we made ourselves. Otherwise, yeah. we wouldn't release them. So that yeah. was very... I mean, to, cr to create your own, as you said, create your own sound, um, there's a lot of layers in your music. For three guys playing on stage, or three guys even in a recording studio, it doesn't matter. The sound you create and the atmosphere, I won't call it noise, but you know what I mean, that heaviness that you've created with just three guys. Obviously, Christoph, there's a lot that comes down to you, I suppose, but your pedal board probably is there. I mean, there's a lot of work on your side. <laughs> He's the working guy. We're just <laughs> <laid> back. <laughs> he tells you what to do quietly, yeah. <laughs> Which is the reason why I'm so... Uh, <laughs> I drink beer. I love beer. <laughs> so you're drinking your beer and you're just kicking with your pedals, is it? That's yeah. all. <laughs> we, we, we just released him from the his tap dancing duties. <laughs> a couple of months ago, he, he bought a new pedal um, where we put everything in order yeah. and, just has, has to, uh, it's, it's that simple that to be in a band yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 crystal that comes up with those layers as well eh? that's, that's yeah. the one uh who's responsible for this building up a song till until something yeah. that's where i was going to go next actually with the next question like is who does what i mean because you're the drummer or you're the bass player or the guitarist is that your area or can you say to somebody else that's have a great tune here for the guitarist how do how do you go about writing Mostly you come up with, with uh, an idea, I guess. Yeah. Most, most ideas come from, uh, that may not be a whole riff, but even mm -hmm. one little yeah. melody or one little that's, a, that's all it takes, yeah. yeah. And then you had these famous jam sessions we talked about. Yeah. Then yeah. we, um, just the, the simple riff that Christoph came with, then some bass on it, some drums. And then Christoph searches for more and more and more and even more. <laughs> and then we, and then we, Start to uh, think less too much. <laughs> we start to think again, and we less, 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 more simplicity, more basics, more. <laughs> and, and, that's the, and that's the beauty of this music, isn't it? Because you you can have those moments, you can have those quiet moments where you can just bring it right down, and then you can fucking let loose with the big crescendos and the big the big finales, isn't that right? And that's the great part of it is when you're writing it, a new song, and you already have goosebumps first time you play the song together at, su at such a, a slow part or such a calm part, then yeah. you know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and what about the audience in the quieter parts? I'm curious, obviously I'm going to find out firsthand on Fr Friday, isn't it? Friday, yeah. But what's the, what's the crowd's reaction when you, when you play? It depends, of, of course, from show to show. Yeah. But when we play shows where most of the audience know that genre and are into that genre it mostly at the quiet parts they stay quiet yeah last saturday we played at a more a festival where mainstream a lot of other mainstream festival um, mm -hmm. and then people don't don't aren't quiet they're talking they're drinking and they're just listening to the music but don't yeah. care if it's, it's slow or if it's quiet but when you play especially when you play intimate shows we we, we we, a couple before Corona, we played a show in Leuven, um, at a small bar of thirty people, I think, where mm -hmm. they sat on the floor one centimeter before our feet, and then quiet on the quiet moments, and you see the heads nodding. Yeah, really cool. I think. Yeah. That, yeah. 
I think a code, code word is, like you already told a few times, is atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And when you play a, a little dark venue where you have, uh, we have our own basic light show, like that's just a few bulbs on stage. Bulbs, yeah. Uh, light yeah. bulbs and nothing, uh, nothing really more. Uh, and you set, you set a, an atmosphere. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing for us because we don't have a story to tell in lyrics or something. So we do, we, we do have to tell our, our story in creating a moment where exactly. creating an atmosphere where we're in and when yeah. we're in then you see the people are coming in as well and then then it, it becomes great because you you feel like everything everyone feels the same everyone thinks the same yeah and then, uh, that's, that's the thing isn't it when, when you go to festivals not everybody's there obviously for you like and to hear your music but when you come to the more intimate venues people know your music yeah. And they're they're waiting for those moments where they can just fucking shoegaze for, for a few minutes, like and it's it's a totally different vibe, obviously, from a festival. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the great part of it when you see that's also the, the, the nice thing when you hear feedback from the audience. Uh one uh, people comes to us and uh, one one person comes to us and he says, Oh, this song reminds me on, on uh, to something really sad in my life, and, and that's a show. Another one uh tells us uh, about the same about song, the same song that it was really something joyful for for yeah. him or her. So yeah. every everyone can fill it for themselves, and that's okay. what I, that's what I like the most. That we yeah. don't uh, send you into one direction; we leave it open for interpretation, Correct. and people can fill it themselves. And that's what makes it very special for me. Yeah. What about you, Christoph? There, sitting quietly in the back. Always. Always. <laughs> Another big talker. He's thinking tell- of who guitar lines to layer. <laughs> so just tell me, with regards, Christoph, um, festivals or intimate venues, have you a preference? What do you prefer to play in? Obviously, because you know you're you're front and center, like you're on guitar, your pedal, your pedal board there, but you're like to go um, ninety miles an hour. Ask me the same question after the show uh, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll record it and add it to this before we talk about Alder, the latest album. I'm just going to play a clip of the album for people here. Um, I'm going to play the track Tremor and I'll get back to you all in a couple of minutes. Yes.
So there you go, guys. That is the track Tremor from the lad's latest album, which is Alder, which, as you can see, is behind me. And also I have a copy here because I bought a couple. <laughs> That's the album cover, as, um, which is probably going to bring me on to my first question for you, the artwork, which is incredible. Um, I love it. Where was the inspiration for this and where did it come from? If, if, you, uh, if, if you notice well, you'll see a link with Edge. Yes. Uh, in birds we used in the cover of Edge, in the circle of the cover. These birds are coming back into the tree. Oh, very good. So that, uh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was really something we, we'd love to uh, continue, continue with this yeah. type of, that of team. Yeah, yeah. The team. Um, in fact, uh, this drawing is from a, a niece of mine who did it for Edge. Uh, she's a, a student architectural. Uh, design or something like that and she she's drawing a lot and uh, I really liked her her first drawings which were only were only yeah, yeah like think, demos or like I think she first did did our logo ah yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she did the logo okay. for Edge and then she had this drawing with this bird so I saw on her on her desk so I asked if we could use it and that was no problem of course <laughs> and then she had this other uh, uh, drawing as well from the tree with the, with the bird underneath yeah, uh, that was something she was making in, in like a series or something. Wow! Yeah, so it was really quick. Uh, it was quickly clear that we could use it for a, for a second album. Brilliant! I love um, it. Yeah, and what's her name? Do you want to name drop as well? Her here? name is Marte. Marte. Outstanding work out here, and it actually just remind for me. I have a, a Celtic tree on my back as a tattoo, you know, and I also have a bird which is literally so close to this drawing on my chest here. So um, this album just appealed to me the minute I saw it. I went, okay, look at this. You were meant to like our album. <laughs> exactly. I had to like it. It is amazing, the artwork. I mean, who, again, obviously it came from your niece, like, but the fact that you're going to bring the story along with regards the follows from Etch and into Alder, have you already an idea in your head what the next album concept and, and artwork is going to be? Thomas has, but I don't know if it fits the role. <laughs> no, okay. my idea completely doesn't fit the role. <laughs> For a third album, we're going to have to do something completely different. Okay. Uh, but that's, that's, that's always the, uh, the challenge, I guess, for us. We always mm. want to put in something that people don't expect. Like yeah. on Edge, uh, I don't know if you uh, would recognize the song Ballast. Which isn't it? Which isn't it? Which is actually no, nothing more than a few samples put together with yeah. a beat underneath it. So it's something com that you wouldn't yeah. expect on this sort of al album. Uh, on Alder, we we thought of doing some something no one expects, and we put on a, a vocal track uh, from a text we wrote. Yeah. Text is in the in the artwork as well. So um, it's always it's I, I love it when you can can search for something that that is that makes it a bit more special. Exactly. These little things that are hidden within the, yeah. these messages hidden within the album. Yeah. yeah. It, it's great to un unravel them as a listener. It's great to find out and hear about these things, you know? So I suppose we'll take a bit of time to chat about Alder, if you don't mind. The songwriting process, as you said, was different from Edge because you were away from each other. Are you, are you happy with what, what came out of it? Obviously you are like, but yeah. I mean, the fact it was so different from what you did before. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is with, with Edge, we weren't familiar with the genre. With, yeah. with post metal or post rock, so we did our own thing, and I think with the second album, it's less easy to do so because you're already influenced by other bands and other things you heard because mm -hmm. 
you get to know the genre. And for us, it was it was um, more difficult to know what people would expect. Yeah. W will it be better? Will it be worse? Um, but everything dirt um, that the songs are more in one line and one with edge it was more um, parts, parts from a yeah. song yeah. To stuck together now it's, it's more fluently mm -hmm. um, so that, that, that's the, the most mostly yeah. different from, from the previous recording I think the most yeah. exciting thing I guess for all of us was like edge we got a whole bunch of very positive feedback Mm -hmm. um, I was like, oh yeah, we didn't have any any bad reactions on this one, so it can only be worse. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it can only go one way, yeah. <laughs> no, it goes down. So uh, that was really something special, uh, especially also uh, be uh, because of the the writing process that was totally different. Yeah. That we didn't have a clue what to expect, uh, but we felt like these songs were were yeah. were totally fine with us for mm -hmm. us so uh, we had a good feeling about that but it was still very yeah we recorded yeah. with 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 the same guy that's that did the pre that did edge also but this time um we also used a producer um who i played in another band with or still play in another band with who okay. does a lot of music um and it was also an experience for us that the the, the pre-production process yeah um yeah play the song, um, okay, we're going to change that, and we're going to change that. <laughs> that can be simplified. Um, that we won't use. Uh, did, did you get insulted? What do you mean you won't be using that? It got, it got more pure response. Because sometimes, especially me, I like to, uh, to come up with uh, different fills and stuff that are maybe too difficult to play or just too <laughs> frivolous to play. Yeah. And then the producer was like, no, just do <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> it was nice that, that this producer was a guy Thomas is familiar with because he could say every, every time to Thomas, no, we won't do that. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, Thomas, you would have been highly insulted like if someone told you, we're not uh, using that. Yeah, my ego will be bruised. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we actually put a lot of more, a lot more work into pre-production, into yeah. analyzing the songs, into uh, thinking of what would fit, what, what is too much, where, yeah. how, how do we get a song together in one, in one piece and, and instead of making parts mm. after each other. So it really took a lot of more effort to, to finish where we, yeah. where we started. Yeah. So the, the final recording process was really laid, laid back, it was yeah. really easy. Every afternoon we, we did a barbecue, um, there, there was... Uh, rum cokes that we that they drank, not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's really laid back. Thumbs up from Christoph there, rum and coke. Yeah, <laughs> all the way. <laughs> we really, we really did what we liked to do, and then yeah, it's really easy, it's like, easy process. It's, but there you go. It, it shows, doesn't it, on, on the album? The album flows and it sounds great, and it just shows that it was. It just obviously felt right for you too when you were recording this like it you know things just happened it wasn't forced no, at no, any stage no, no. So, yeah we always we always say we have to in the first place we have to amuse ourselves because you you're at work you have family you also mm -hmm. already have uh, not that not that much spare time so the spare time we have we want to use it for something we we we, we love to and we 
we like to and we yeah. we we want to have fun if we are on stage even if we are playing dark and depressing <laughs> music we yeah. still love it. we we're still having fun otherwise it won't be able to to keep it doing yeah. I get you. Yeah. Again, do you enjoy playing on stage? So, I mean, it is a big thing for, for bands. Now, you, you have to play live really to get yourself to get exposure. Yeah. Like, I mean, Indeed. just selling the albums isn't enough, really, is it? It's all about getting on the road, doing the hard graft. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that was the thing with Edge. Um, we could, yeah. we, we played, I think, five shows and mm. then COVID struck. And now with, with Alder, we, we did our first release show and then a whole month of playing. Actually, almost three months until the end of May now that we, we play every weekend. Yeah. And that's great. And then, then, then you, you get to places. You, yeah. you see other people. Um, the album sells uh, on shows. The album sells through Dunk Records. The album sells in America through A Thousand Arms. Um, UK via Ripcord Records. Mm-hmm. That's really great to, to, to see that, that people like your music. Yeah, exactly. Even on cassette now, like, I mean, yeah. Charlene, Charlene from Ripcord Records, like, she's bringing back the cassettes, man. That's the way it's going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we actually wanted to close the circle. Like, we started with this demo tape from Edge. Yeah. We really had to, the intention to uh, bring out the album on LP with Duncan and kept on searching for a label to release it on tape as well because I just wanted to have it again like exactly. we started it. So it was great that Charlene uh, jumped onto it and, and was very enthusiastic. Yeah, we're, to, uh, we're really humbled that that Watts and Dunk Records and Charlene and Record Records and CJ A Thousand Arms exactly. to release our music. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really yeah. big opportunity for us. But I think you should you should take it for what it is, lads. There's a reason for that. Like, I mean, the album is is huge. Like, it's it's, it's so impressive. Like, I mean, you. you know, don't be afraid to take the the plot that's here when it comes to this album, either. Like, it's it's outstanding. Like, it really is. It, it I was expecting big things after Edge anyway, personally. Like, but when I heard it, it was all over it. I mean, as you know, I wrote a review for it as well. Like, I couldn't stop listening to the album. So, you know, kudos, like for for what you've achieved with it and. Then you will, oh, then oh, you will oh. be blown away. <laughs> You're looking at a Friday. Hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be the fellow in tears in the front row. Yeah. With the head down, <laughs> the swing left to right. Is, is there a concept to the album? Is there a story behind it? Because it starts, it opens with Villier. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. And, and it closes with Villier too. Um, and obviously that spoken passage, which yeah. I'd like to know about as well. But before I get to that, I suppose the album as a whole is that is is it a journey like from start to finish? I, I think um, it's it's a logic uh, way of putting the songs together. Yeah. Uh, see that when we put together the live set, uh, live playlists, uh, we 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 keep on puzzling with the songs, and we okay. we finish at the point that we are playing the, the record in its yeah. entirety. Yeah, so yeah, I get you. Yeah. That, that means to me, that means that there's a logic, kind of logic True. in it. Yeah. yeah. But we don't, I, there's no story in between the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, like I said before, uh, we, we, we love the fact that we can tell a story without, without no. telling a story, just with yeah. our music. People yeah. can feel it for themselves. Uh, but it was always the, the I, we always wanted to make an album that, that starts and closed with something that I, I, I often have the, the feeling when I hear an album of a, of a band, mm-hmm. uh, I'm listening through it uh, in, its, in its entirety. And I, I, at, at a certain moment, I hear something back that I heard before. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's something that struck me and, and that we wanted somehow to do it ourselves as well. Okay. That, you're have, that you have a feeling, oh, I've heard that before, but I don't know mm. where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the beginning and an end, yeah. and then yeah. some closure, and and also the, the the fact the song that we choose to finish side A and start side B, yeah. side A ends really dark, yeah, I think, and then and side B starts with tremor, and you get a little bit happier again, like yeah, it's it's a wave, it's like a logic flow and yeah. into the songs, but. There's no story behind. The, there's no concepts behind. Okay. The, behind the and what about that passage of um, that spoken word at the end, lads? I'm familiar to the something you came up with. Yeah, um, Christoph sent sent P- uh, Peter van de Pep, is it van de Pep? Am I right? Yeah, Peter van de Pep. Yeah, which okay. uh, who is an actor in uh, some Flemish uh, soap series. Soap series. series. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the text is from from Rul. Um, he worked on it for. 14 years. 14 years on that text. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Christophe came, came up with, with, with the song, with the, with the basics of the song. Um, I was like, maybe we can put a text on it. And I think I used an Edgar Allan Poe yeah. poem. That was put, weird. To, to, put, to put on top of it, just for, for, because I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we used the same cadence, I think, almost. Um, but it's a, it's a text that, that Rule has written. It was very funny the first time you told the idea with the poem on it it was like i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> but but actually we we started ser- searching for um, a text that would fit uh-huh. i started to contact some poets I, I i knew from the past and some people i knew were who were very keen on writing something yeah. particularly for us who knew our music but it didn't work out so i um, i had some pieces of texts I, I, I wrote together in, in like the last 10 years uh-huh. and it came it all came together it all came together in this one text uh, it fitted I, I, I showed the text to, to Thomas and Christophe and they were they were okay with that so um, yeah. but still it's 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 a text that we, we want to leave open for interpretation even if we tell something in it. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we even there we want to uh, make it open for interpretation, so everyone can make something of it. We I wrote it quite abstract as well, so like uh, it can it can be uh, it, it can yeah it can be with. interpreted differently yeah, to everybody. Yeah, I get you. We um, I'll ask you more about that so when I meet you on Friday on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> just to get some detail on it. <laughs> then you have the secret. Then, then you have the secret about the song and no one else can know it. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Keep it for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, a few beers, you never know I could start singing. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. <laughs> but look, lads, what's next up for Turpentine Valley? With regards, rec- are you recording at the moment? Are you writing anything? Oh. I know it's a big time for festivals and shows and the whole lot. So uh, we, we, We're finishing up the, the, the album release cycle. Yeah. Um, so we now have two, two more shows to play. Yeah, we play uh, at Dunk Festival and we play a show in Antwerp with uh, it was a good treatment of the vine world oh, yeah. tour in Europe. That's right. So uh, yeah. that will be a great show as well. And then, and then the holidays are coming up in, yeah. in, in July and August, and then everyone is is away on, on different times. Yeah. Everybody uh, so has family life, like don't they? Yeah. Because he's away two weeks, for example. Then Christophe goes away. Then I'm away. 
and then yeah. summer's almost gone. Yeah, I get gotcha. um, And then normally in September, end of August, we start rehearsing again. Yeah. Um, we're looking into doing some shows abroad. Um, those those details aren't 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 hmm. finished yet. But we're looking into that. Okay. Um, and I think yeah, from September on, maybe start writing new songs. Yeah. Christophe um, already has some some ideas. Yeah. Is he going to share? Just need a few more years. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a busy. I'm going to be a busy man Friday night asking questions. That's a nice thing. A lot of drunken, a lot of drunken talk that I won't remember the next day anyway. So, but we are, we already classify every every little riff idea or every <laughs> little melody that we that that comes up with some. With someone of us, and when yeah. I have a group part, I, I, I record in my car, uh, singing it into yeah. my phone. <laughs> then I then I record it, and and we have like a, a database with yeah. some titles to be used in the future. <laughs> and then we, I guess, at some point we will uh, have the, the 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 guts again to yeah. look at it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> These files, and uh, but we're still we're still not at the stage where Christoph wakes up in the middle of the night. Takes his guitar and records a part. <laughs> not not there yet, but that happens. It can happen. <laughs> so actually, just something that came to me today, lads, and I know a lot of bands and a lot of musicians there lately. You all have side projects, or you're working on other solo projects, or just you know, you never sit still. Like so, can I just ask you briefly, lads? Is there anybody here doing a solo project or working with another band that they want to drop a name? I'm playing in two other bands. Um, one is a band that already started in 94. Mm -hmm. Now since five years, I play again with them, with two other bass players. We, we switch on, on stage. It's a punk okay. rock band. Oh, yeah. um, What's the name of that band? Because the picture froze there right in between. Uh, it's James Dead. James Dead. It's, a, it's, it's an abbreviation from Jane is Determined. Okay. Okay. Oh, James. That okay. D E T D. Yes. And then another band where we unfortunately don't play shows with, um, just rehearse okay. every Monday. Uh, not today, of course. Um, we rehearse and we we jam some, and then those those are one of the, one of the closest friends circle that I have. Okay. Them. My music want... buddies. <laughs> Actually, we, we started uh, was it in COVID as well. We started to record some hardcore yeah. songs again, oh, yeah. some old school hardcore songs. Okay, some crew style thing that we were just yeah, we, because it, yeah. <laughs> because we were able. To, I, I don't know why, but I have a song. Fun. I have a song. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> fast. <laughs> Record, oh, press record, press record. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, so, no solo projects so far. I don't think no. we're that kind of musicians, so to say, except mm. for Thomas, who is uh, the, the only mu musician amongst us, I guess. <laughs> uh, what about, but we, what about uh, you, we all have, uh, have families and we put a lot of, an awful lot of time in the band. Yeah. Uh, we, do, yeah. Uh, we, 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 we play and make music, but we also do our bookings ourselves. We do our... Uh, our layout and artwork was an awful, an awful lot of work to to get the things right the way we wanted it because we had a a, a crazy idea with the with the artwork. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's always it's it's never enough. It's always has to be something we are proud of. We could be proud of. Exactly, but I mean, there's enough to keep you busy 
with no. Turpentine Valley. Like it's not a case that you're bored and you go off and play with another band. I no, mean, no, no, no. we want to concentrate on this one. Yeah. We want, if we do something, we don't. We want to do it like good and like the best way we can. And then, yeah. if I, for me personally, it's hard to uh, to part that in uh, in different I, yeah. different bands. That's not uh, well, and and mostly the, the the people who have side projects mostly do music as their main job. Yeah, yeah. And for us, it's it's, it's a hobby. We have a real job. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> one day it'll all change. One day, uh, <laughs> we're seventy. <laughs> oh, these pensioners on stage are uh, don't cope bad. <laughs> no, but when we're seventy, we we'll all be on in, in, in pension, so we won't have, we have to time. We have time. Time on your hands, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then we'll come back to it and we'll say, uh, "Everyone want to play again at the festival." On a stage on the on, on the ground level. On the exactly. On, on the wheel wheelchair stage. Or they'd have to install a chairlift or something yeah, for you. Uh, ramp. Yeah. <laughs> ramp. I suppose before we wrap up, I sent you on a couple of questions there. I sent you on three questions. So I'm going to ask you all individually. So even Christoph there sitting quietly in the back is going to have to answer these bad boys. First question is if you could walk into the recording studio and do a cover version of any song from any artist what would it be it, uh, for me it's a very easy one I'm, I, I would um, I would do anything from Siamese Dream from the Smashing Pumpkins that's okay. still that's still a record that comes I, that's, that's from my youth but yeah. uh, still still relevant uh, these days I, uh, I these are great great songs yeah yeah would you like to do it with the lads play it with the lads or would you have a your own ideas. Would you like to record a track with the two boys? I don't know. If, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Didn't think of it. We won't start, we won't start an argument. Probably, yeah. yeah, you have to say yes to the here. <laughs> Thomas? I thought about it on the drive here and yeah. I was thinking about Mozart. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, 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 I, I, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't listen to classical music. Check that tea. Check that tea. <laughs> Those days when, when, when you just they, they couldn't record anything, of course. Mm -hmm. But the genius of the music that people like that could do, yeah, yeah. Um, with just their their brain and then just writing down down stuff and mm -hmm. then playing it on on instruments that that were in their beginning stages. I I think that's a, yeah. that's incredible. It is car literally carved from a tree, like you know these pieces yeah. that the instruments are using. Yeah. yeah, you don't have you don't have like a challenge, do you, Thomas? In fairness, no. <laughs> <laughs> Christoph, what about yourself? It's a bit the same, like my uh, rule, but it's fate no more. Oh yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Any specific any specific track? Hmm. <laughs> or even specific album? Would you go with Angel Dust or would you go Angel, with Angel, Angel, Angel Dust? Dust. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you all the way there. That's the soundtrack of our youth, I guess. Yeah, it's just that one, Soundgarden, Fate No More. Therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice name drop. I like it. I like it. Therapy. <laughs> <It's> an <argument>. uh, <laughs> yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, bought uh, the LP from uh, Therapy. Turbo Did Go. You? Oh, yes. Great stuff. Reliving the, reliving the younger days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The second question, lads, if you could experience playing live on stage with any band or musician, past or present, who would it be? Walk on stage with somebody. 
I want to start this time. <laughs> I'm not sure. I would like to play on stage with the, the song from Machine Head, uh, The Vidian. Cool. Yeah. With all the crowd going, woo! It's a big part of it. This question is, a, that's a big part of it. That moment when you've got fucking 30, 40,000 people screaming at you, the stadium rock almost. Yeah. That song, that's, that's yeah. I that's think moment. one of my first metal albums that I bought and I got immediately hooked to that song. Yeah. The whole album is great, but that yeah. song stands out. I don't know. How, yeah. Brilliant. Good call. Good call, Thomas. Who wants to go next? I can't go better than uh, Machine Head. Uh, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Machine Head. Uh, Burn My Eyes, it's, it's uh, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic track. That's your uh, answer. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of The Clash. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Favorite, that, would be a, that would be a wild show, wouldn't it? A little bit mainstream, but it's Holland Calling. It's, uh, it, it might be mainstream, like, but it'd be fucking wild live, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good call. I like it. Last but not least, with no pressure, no pressure on you. Um, I would go for a classic. I would, I would love to be on stage with Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> that must be so crazy. We, we actually know some guys who play in in uh, Bulls on Parade, which is um, a cover band, okay. Rage Against the Machine cover band. And when you see these guys playing, it's so tight. It's so, so awesome. The, the vibe this music has, the drive, the... Energy, boy. The energy is the energy, just unreal. Yeah. When, when, I, when I could drum with, with that band, that we, well, I have to eat some more sandwiches to do so. <laughs> 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 but that would be great. That would be awesome. Brilliant. That's a, they're interesting question. Or interesting answers, should I say. That's great. No, I'd enjoy that. The last question, give me a name of an album or a band to look forward to and to keep an eye out on for 2022. Anyone? You want to name drop? For me, it just came out and that was Astodon, which I was very curious to uh, because of the vocals. The vocal arrangement, yeah. Um, uh, We'll we'll see them uh, live uh, like this weekend, but um, I'm very curious to hear that live, what that sounds like. Yeah. What did you make of it on the recording? I, I, I like the recording. I like the sound. Yeah. 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 Um, it's different, isn't it? To have that vocal different. Set, set into the mix. And especially for, for it's good for the, the, the slow parts, for the quieter parts, mm-hmm. where you have an extra layer yeah. and, um, that gives it another atmosphere. Yeah, it does. Really like it does. Yeah. And there's still an album also on Dunk Records coming up and that's the new Rook album Rook, I didn't yeah. get out yet but I'm very curious as well we have to support some Belgian bands <laughs> yeah, I think there's, there's actually a pressing of that available on the day I think on the weekend Rook's album am I right in saying yeah, that? Yeah, edition that's right yeah, Excellent, yep. yeah I'm looking forward to that uh, what, what about yourself? Who's left to answer that question? Christoph? An album to look out for? Or even what are you listening to yourself at the moment? I'm, I'm gonna gonna go way off track here. Mm-hmm. Um, in September, the new Electric Callboy <laughs> album is dropped. I'm looking oh. forward to that to see if there are other kind of songs on there than the ones they already released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Very good. I, I really like that band. I don't know why my song. I don't know why either. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Christoph, you haven't answered my question here now for the last one before we wrap up. I don't know. Um, you will have to give me something in here. I don't know what's coming up. Uh, or have you listened to anything yourself this year that, that sort of 
that you keep going back to? The moment I'm not listening to new material. Uh, okay, you're taking a trip back in time. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the clash. I'm getting old. <laughs> I leave you off the hook, so we leave, we, leave, we leave it at that. That's it, lads, really. That's all the questions I have for you. Look, obviously, I'll probably think of 101 more questions when we, when we close the show. Look, but I just want to thank you for taking the time out to speak to me. Um, and I wish you all the very best with your the remaining shows of your tour, which will probably be over by the time this goes live. But look, it'll all have been good, I'd say. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome, lads. Um, as I said, personally, I'm going to probably meet you myself on Friday. So I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to share a beer with you lads and share a nice tea. Thank you. <laughs> so guys, there you have it. That is the amazing Belgian trio. That is Turpentine Valley. Thanks everybody who tuned in to listen to us this evening. Thanks to Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast for editing and producing the show as always. And I'll catch you all in two weeks time where I'll be a little worse for wear, I'd say, after my dunk expedition. Take care. See you all soon. Good night.